0: Welcome to another exciting episode of Wealth Channel Academy with Michael Johnston. Michael is on a mission to radically simplify retirement planning and investing. With straightforward and actionable strategies, Wealth Channel Academy is your guide to financial independence and a worry-free retirement. Hi, I'm Michael Johnston. I'm a co-founder of Wealth Channel and the host of Wealth Channel Academy. This episode is all about Social Security, which is a key component of virtually any retirement plan, but it's also incredibly misunderstood. There is a lot of bad information out there about Social Security. So in the next eight minutes or so, I'm going to separate fact from fiction, and I'm going to give you what you need to know to maximize your Social Security benefits in retirement. And by the way, I'm not going to get political here. This episode is all about how Social Security actually works and not how I think it should work. So if you're looking for a hot political take, there's plenty of them out there. But you're not gonna find it here, at least not in this episode. Okay, so let's start at a high level. Social security is a program that's designed to replace a portion, not all, of your pre-retirement paycheck. So effectively, it's a forced or a mandatory retirement savings program. So let me explain what I mean by that. During your working years, a tax is deducted from your gross wages and it's paid into social security and then once you hit retirement age you start to receive money from social security each month now the most common and the most relevant question is how much am I gonna get each month from social security once I retire? Well, there is a short answer and there's a long answer. So the short answer is log into your account at ssa.gov and you will see a record of both your historical earnings and taxes paid by year, as well as an estimate of your expected benefit check in retirement. It's super easy, it'll take you about three minutes. But now to the long answer, which gets a little bit wonky, but it gives you a better understanding of how you can maximize your benefit in retirement. So your benefit is determined by how much you pay in Social Security taxes. And like all things related to taxes, it can seem pretty complicated. But I'm going to break it down for you now so that it's easy to understand. All right, so every paycheck you receive has 6.2% of your gross wages deducted as this Social Security tax. This usually shows up on your pay stub as FICA. Now, not all of your income is subject to this tax. So investment income like dividends from stocks or interest from bonds or capital gains, that is not subject to FICA. It's only your so-called earned income and it's not necessarily all of your earned income. So only the first $168,600 of income is subject to social security taxes. Any earnings above that amount won't be subject to this particular tax. Okay, so 6.2% times 168,600 is about $10,450. That's the maximum amount that you can have withheld as social security tax in 2024, even if you make a million dollars or $10 million. So a couple quick notes here. First, that number is for 2024. That limit, that $168,600 is adjusted each year, typically goes up by three to 5%. So if you're watching this video in a future year, check out the link in the show notes, it'll have the updated figures. And then second, you may be wondering if contributions to a 401k or to an IRA can reduce your social security taxes. And the short answer unfortunately is no. Those so-called pre-tax contributions, they can reduce your income tax liability, but they don't reduce your social security tax liability. Now, if you're not following this piece of it, don't worry. I'm gonna be covering taxes and tax-advantaged retirement accounts in some upcoming episodes. Okay, so you're putting in 6.2% of your gross wages to social security, and you see that on your paycheck, this deduction called FICA. Now, what you probably don't see is that your employer is making a matching contribution. They're putting in another 6.2% to social security. So that means a total of 12.4% of your gross wages are being contributed. Now, by the way, if you're self-employed, you effectively pay both the employee and the employer piece of that. So in other words, you will be contributing the entire 12.4%. And of course, the Social Security Administration is tracking all of this. They have a record of how much you've contributed each year, and they use this contribution record to determine your benefit amount. That's the check that you'll receive each month in retirement. And I know what you're thinking, this is super easy and simple and straightforward to figure out, right? Of course not. It's this crazy formula, it looks incredibly complex, but we can actually break it down and make it pretty easy to understand. So essentially there are three parts to the benefit calculation. So first we adjust your historical earnings for inflation and we come up with your average annual earnings during your working years. Second, we apply what I call a progressive formula, which is essentially designed to ensure that individuals who earned less during their working years will have a higher percentage of their pre-retirement earnings covered by Social Security. So that gets you to the benefit amount if you wanna start receiving your benefits at your full retirement age. And for most people, that is 67 years old. But the third piece of this is you have the option to start receiving payments either earlier later. So if you want to start earlier, you can do that. You can start receiving Social Security as early as age 62. But your monthly payment amount will be reduced. And then conversely, if you want to delay the start of Social Security, you can do that as well. And your monthly check amount will increase. Okay, so let's do an example with some real dollar figures. I'm going to use someone born in 1962. That means he's turning 62 in 2024. And I assume he started working at the age of 21 in 1983, and he was making $15,000 a year at the time. So if he got 6% raises every year, that means in 2023, he made about $150. So the first step is to adjust all these historical amounts for inflation. The Social Security Administration uses something called the National Average Wage Indexing Series. And again, the goal here is to ensure that your future benefits reflect the general rise in wages that occurred during your lifetime. So it wouldn't be fair to base your benefits in the future off of your salary 40 years ago. So you can get these historical data points for this series from ssa.gov. You just enter in your year of eligibility for social security. So for my hypothetical retiree, this guy whose year of eligibility is 2024, the adjustment factor for 1983, his first year of working is 4.2. So I take his 1983 earnings when he made $15,000, multiply it by 4.2 and I get his adjusted earnings for that year of about $63,000. Now we do that for every year he worked, we take the average of the 35 highest earning years, we divide it by 12 and we get the average indexed monthly earnings, AIME. So in this example that comes to $8,599. Okay, so that's step one. Step two, we run this number through a formula that has two bend points and it weights different portions of your AIME differently. So here's what you do. You take the first $1,174 of your AIME, you multiply it by 90% and then any amount between 1,174 and 7,078, you multiply that by 32% and then any amount over 7,078, you multiply that by 50 15%. So these are the so called bend points. And again, these are for 2024. These numbers change every year as well. And the link in the show notes will have updated figures, updated bend points, if you're watching this video in a future year. And I hope you are. That'd be great. So for my hypothetical retiree, that calculation works out to a monthly benefit of about $3,174. And that's about 25% of his 2023 income. So again, I noted earlier, it's really important that Social Security covers a portion of your pre-retirement income. In this example, it's about 25% of this hypothetical retiree's most recent salary. Now, one quick note here, this is the starting benefit. So your social security benefits are subject to a COLA or a cost of living adjustment. That means they generally increase each year to keep up with the rate of inflation. Okay, so we've come up with our so-called base case. This is what he will get if he elects to start receiving Social Security when he hits his full retirement age of 67. But he's got the option to start receiving benefits earlier or later. So if he chooses to start earlier, his payments will be reduced. The first 36 months you move your start date forward, your payment is gonna be reduced by five ninths of 1% per month. So if you move it forward 36 months, your payment is reduced by 20%. Now you can move it forward another 24 months if you want, in which case your payment is reduced by 5 twelfths of 1% for each additional month that you bump up your start date. Okay, so this is a lot of numbers. Essentially it means you can move up your start date a total of 60 months or five years But if you do that, your monthly payment is going to be reduced by 30%. Now, alternatively, you can delay your start date until you turn 70. So for each month you delay, your payment increases by two thirds of 1%. So if you delay by 36 months, your base rate, your base benefit is adjusted upwards by about 24%. Okay, so what are the key takeaways here? Basically you have two options for increasing your social security benefit. Number one is you work longer and you pay more into the system. Assuming that this year will be one of your 35 highest earning years, it will increase your expected benefit in retirement. And then the second option you have for increasing your benefit is to delay your start date. Now, of course, that means you'll have to rely more heavily on your other retirement accounts during those years, but it's a good opportunity for a lot of people. Okay, there's been a lot of math in this video, and I want to dive into the math behind the decision to start benefits earlier or later in the next episode. So if you're interested in that, be sure to hit that subscribe button now. That's it for today's show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to help spread the word to other investors. And we'll be back soon with another episode.